0: Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the heroes rode their flying steeds day and night in a vain attempt to reach Home before the traitor Redthorn. The Spymaster's spirited defense mitigated their late arrival, which ultimately led to a most fitting end for the deceptive Double Crosser. Word of his betrayal needed to be spread, but will the party find the loyalist lines in time? Find out
1: now. everybody doing? Uh, Feeling better now. Better oh, equipped. Good. Better equipped. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on uh, episode what, 58? 58. I yeah. keep wow. uh, forgetting to say the episodes at the beginning, not that it's hugely important, but uh, a good reminder for myself anyway to let uh-huh. us know where we're at. So episode 58, last episode, you guys... We killed the snake. Killed the snake. Quite literally killed the snake. Um that was very nicely done. It's pretty amazing. Totally took me by surprise. Don't mess
2: with me, Jerry <laughs> no. Uh
1: yeah, that was that was really uh timely and uh, I mean yes. I just couldn't think of a better way to end <clears throat> uh, uh Red Thorne's uh career of treachery than being turned into a literal snake and squashed. Nice when my plans work out. <laughs>
0: I, I really still can't believe Red Thorn was. Yeah, the bad guy.
1: The bad well, guy, yeah. I can't.
3: There's, there's worse. Scornsby's Scornsby. still out there. Scornsby. Scornsby. Yes.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, but
3: we
4: knew he was the baddie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right? Uh, it was the whole. We were counting on Red Thorn from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean, he literally had a lifetime of treachery behind him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's um, just.
1: All sorts of bad and uh all come to an end, I mean, you basically wiped out everything everything that he was really uh involved with i mean you you crushed put to an end
2: well that's so what does it so yeah. what happens I mean, what does that mean for the red wolves
1: yeah
3: that's oh, a that's a good point we are
4: gonna take them over and rename them,
3: yeah, it's over for him his name will just be a whisper in the wind and float (laughs) off and no one will remember no one
1: will remember at least you know maybe curse him under their breath um but yeah there are lots of questions there for the red wolves and uh you'll take over
2: command you know whatever they've got the whole wolf thing going
1: on yeah Hmm. next in line um so dark wolves yeah that's what i was
0: about to say the dark wolves.
1: Uh, oh. You guys uh, rummaged through his stuff, got all of your stuff back. Yeah. Um, got a few extra potions to boot. So that, that was good. Did somebody write those down? I did. I got the potions.
4: I
3: don't know if you wrote everything down, but. You have the potions?
1: I'm the one who looked
0: through them. Liberated the body. them? Okay. Yes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
3: I'd uh, share them.
1: <laughs> maybe. maybe. He's feeling generous. Oh. Um, the queen was thanking you. Um and, uh, you know, she had been told by Red Thorn kind of, you know, teasingly that, uh, you were dead and that she was, you know, going to die too. And,
4: you know, what we didn't get to savor was the look of surprise on his face. Mm. We didn't really get to enjoy that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he had a pretty tortured look on his face after he turned back to human form and <laughs> blood spilling out, uh... So. Did he
4: have a face at that point? I mean <laughs>
1: yeah. Bjorn
4: was pretty thorough.
1: Yeah, squashed under his little halfling boot. His size four. Did the job. <laughs> uh so yeah, you guys you guys are geared back up now. Uh one strange thing, oh, I should say that you your your sense um suddenly shifted mm-hmm. to what you believe might be scornsby. Yep. Like we mentioned that last time, the southwest to uh, the southwest. Have you talked
2: about this thing at all?
3: I'll talk about it after. I'm I'm kind of still just
1: adrenaline, still fired up. Yeah, yeah. I'm
4: just. I do think we need to summon the guard and make sure the queen is well protected.
1: Um, that's a good call. I will. We need I to will.
4: Vito Fresk up here.
1: Yeah. So you guys maybe help Vito get up, um, back on his feet. Bjorn, when you put on your uh Helig's ghost hand, yeah, uh instead of blue or whatever it was lit up Blue-ish. before, yep. it's red now,, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a fiery okay. red yeah fist that you yeah. have now, um, which might be another sign of something has changed, right. in
2: you, hm, all that hmm. And I, I suppose I now know what Dark Star's true powers are, right?
1: <laughs> You've never had it in your hand and, and said the words yet, but... Uh, so you want me to put, I do an extra
3: 1d6 fire damage on Mike? <laughs> like you need fire. an extra d6. <laughs> one. Uh, Just
1: waiting to level up. You have no idea what I've been waiting for. I'm there with you. <laughs> so the, the queen is, uh, she tells you that she has ordered... Uh, her army south. Uh, They're marching to meet Scornsby's forces, Um, but she's really concerned uh, because she thinks that Skellid needs to know of Redthorn's betrayal. Um, She says, I I would ask you to deliver that message for me, but I doubt you'd make it in time. Don't you have some ravens or owls or
0: something? We have some um, pegasi.
1: What? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, If they're still sitting up there, um, we could probably get there. Oh, then maybe, maybe, maybe you can make it. But you should rest first. Yes. Rest, and I'll have food brought to you. Uh, You don't need to worry about me. Uh, I know that Vito has been secretly training a group of young recruits in the city, you know, trying to reform the Trident Guard, you know, against my wishes. I didn't want him to waste his efforts on that, but he felt it was... Too much to rely on the Queen's Company or Red Wolves to be my only source of protection, so I'll I'll have them summoned too. They are they'll be eager, you know, a bit surprised but definitely eager to join me in the Citadel here. Mm. Um. So you guys get Beetle back up. He'll he'll be sent out to uh, fetch his uh, recruits. He's a little surprised that the Queen knew about knew about this because he was working with. Florenza to on the sly to kind of build up their own little group to protect the queen. Um, she is uh, going to rush around, try to get some servants to get you guys equipped, uh, notices that your clothes are not, you know, well, your clothes have been returned, some of them, um, but she wants to make sure that you're geared up for, you know, your cold flight that you'll be having. Um, she's like, I won't keep you. Everything we've worked for is balanced on a knife edge. Do what you can to help Skellid. He will need your skills before the battle is won. And she takes a deep breath and glides purposefully out of the room. Oh, wait,
0: I want to talk to her before she goes.
1: Oh, okay. She glides purposefully back into the room. (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) My queen, we have also rescued my small sister on our recent adventure
1: (laughs) (laughs) ah yes yes uh what what is her name aletta aletta what a lovely name i i will see that she is taken care of i am assuming you wish to leave her here so that she is safe
0: i i would rather do that than take her on this next mission Yes. Unless Uh, she has some latent powers that we don't know about that might prove useful. (laughs)
1: Uh, No? No. no, Probably not. Okay. Uh, It's probably the best place for her. That's season two. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, she'll find a place for Aletta. She's happy to do that. Um, She, uh, as you guys are, you know, leaving, the queen's gone, a young uh, woman named Marcella comes and gets you and leads you down through the throne room, down a long carpeted hall, uh, where she opens a door. You see a a trio of young women and an elderly male steward uh, hurriedly going through piles of clothing. Woolen socks, leggings, capes, cloaks, uh, smooth silk undergarments, rich velvety doublets, dresses and vests of thick brocade lie piled about on a sofa. Um, In an adjoining chamber, there's equal flurry of activity as people are piling food and supplies on a table so getting everything that you guys could possibly need for your uh trip um but i'm assuming you're going to rest up while this is all happening yes pick out the gear that you need um and then you'll head off yeah okay we
2: would probably go check on the pegaside to make sure
1: they're still there yeah they're still yeah. there but
2: also they need to be cared for and fed and
1: yes okay.
0: yeah.
2: um
1: as you go out into the courtyard you see a group of young um probably just in their their teens they are fairly young um young people who all seem to be wearing this uh kind of leathery armor uh you see Vito is out there he's barking orders at them um, someone has already taken care of your pegasi. They are stabled, uh, across the courtyard. Someone has brushed them down and, and is feeding, feeding them, looking out for them. Um, these young troops are kind of, they've rounded up all the remaining red wolves. They're only maybe a half dozen or so. Um.
2: Well, where are the rest? Are they at the battlefield?
1: They're at the battlefield. Ah.
2: Uh.
1: That's probably why the Queen wants you to, you know, make haste to let Skellid know that he he may have some traitors. Um, But by and large, most of the Red Wolves were recruited after um, he joined up with the Queen. So his core group that had been with him for years, you know, and you know Luggy was not one of them, one of the bad ones. Um, But the rest, you know, maybe couple dozen
0: oh, i don't even know how you begin to figure out who is corrupt from that group and not
2: yeah well i mean that sounds like a good job for vito yeah that's mm-hmm. exactly his job
1: yeah so he's he's rounded them up all of them here the six remaining they were obviously not part of the group that was attacking the queen they seem to be kind of like shocked by everything that's happened like they had no clue Vito will gladly sort all of that out through one means or another and so you guys can rest eat do what you need to do and your pegasi will be here waiting for you you're guessing
0: well no I will talk to them and explain to them our need and see if they're if they're okay with that
1: uh, and they let you know that, yes, they were asked to bring you uh, to the battlefield.
0: Oh. Well, I, I thank them. Okay. I know mine is named Clarion. I don't know about the rest of them.
1: Clarion. Pegasus number number one. Number one. <clears throat> White feather. White feather white star <laughs> white star. you're very clever with the name of <laughs> their if you have a good naming convention you That's stick right. with it right uh mean cold show <laughs> and uh so you guys uh will say that you managed to find clothes supplies you're geared up have plenty of food uh your packs uh are full you um
0: I I made sure really to gonna... tell our group that, about the superiority of um wool fiber for uh, oh. cold weather. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you see you see Bjorn is all bundled up. He's My kilt is wool. Well. Yeah, he's ready to go.
4: But what if it gets wet, Thora?
3: So, so we good. get do we get it's some sleep insulates. or some rest?
1: Yeah. It has like uh, what 80% insulation. Yeah. Even when it's wet, even
0: when wet, it's good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good.
1: Actually,
2: that is why I specifically wrote down heavy woolen cloak from the very beginning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! That's that one of my original items. That's good it, job, cold show. I yeah, that like, came from the north or south or wherever.
0: Yeah, yeah. You came from someplace. No, Some someplace cold. River, it's cold. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it's it gets cold here all over in this this kingdom. But um, so the next day, you guys wake up. You're geared up. After a long rest, walk into a courtyard. You're all healed up. Aletta and the queen are there to see you off. Uh, You see that Aletta has been freshly scrubbed and dressed in finery, so she looks like a a young princess herself. And she gives you a big hug, Thora, um, and hugs the rest of you as well. And uh, they wish you well as you get ready to depart.
0: All right, and i will I will tell her that that Aleta we will return and we will return to Mama and Papa as soon as I can
1: and she kind of sniffles and kind of chokes back a little sob and wipes at her eye and nods at you and tells you to be brave and hurry home, okay, okay. So you mount your winged steeds, and after a few prancing steps across the courtyard, they leap gracefully into the sky, and with a few powerful flaps of the enormous wings, you soar over the citadel's walls and climb higher and higher, and the city quickly disappears below and behind you. You wing your way through the chilly gray skies again, heading towards Ugly Stump. After nearly a day of flight, you see the flickering lights of of a settlement ahead, the land here swells abruptly, forming an enormous butte of hard stone. At the top of this formation, you see a small city. Squat, squarish buildings spring from the top of the butte and extend almost precariously to the edge. You can see a long, winding road extending extends from the far side and below a dark area of churned earth and dead grass. Perhaps this is the remnants of the army encampment. You see the dark area extends in a line towards the south and west, towards Frogspit. You can land and find lodging here tonight, or you can continue on and try to find your way in the dark.
2: Well, right. after if we've already flown a whole full day, we probably should stop.
1: All right. So you make your landing on top of the Butte. Um, sort of, we'll say just inside the, the gate area. Um, a couple of, uh, guards, uh, guards people. Uh, one of them is a woman, Tima and Landris, uh, standing there, mouths hanging open as you land just beyond the gatehouse with your pegasi. Um, finally, Tima seems to kind of recover, uh, and, uh, stop her, you know, gaping at you and, and she says, I, I'm going to run off and... And wake the mare. I'll I'll be right back. And so she runs off and comes back with a somewhat hunched but vigorous-looking older man. Uh, He kind of inspects you and your mounts with a sideways look and then says, The army's left already, but I dare say you should be able to catch them on these beasts. Last we heard, they were headed to a large ridge halfway between Frogspit and Skiff Landing, outside a little village called High Frost, I believe. If you follow the caravan road south, you won't be able to miss it. And he will offer to host you in his house if you are up for that. Of course. <clears throat> so he. Uh, I'm
4: going to sense motive on this guy.
1: Okay. What's that
4: under? Uh
3: sense motive is uh seen insight. it here. Insight, so it's wisdom.
4: Oh, insight. Okay. Yep. Only a sixteen.
1: Sixteen. Uh from what you can tell, he seems like a very harmless but helpful old guy. Okay. Um he offers to lead you back to his house and along the way he tells you, you know, he's kind of rambling on. And he says, oh, I have a small stable that should be enough for your your mounts here. Uh, my wife passed away a year ago. My children have all moved away. I'd appreciate the company. I'll, I'll tend to the pegasi and
2: get them settled in the stable.
1: Okay. So he takes you to a, an angular two-story building built around a central courtyard. It leads you into the courtyard and ...points out the stables to you, Cull Show. It's just a small lean-to attached to uh, one of the outer buildings... uh, ...where an old mare is bedded down in one of the stalls. Uh, But there are five others open. He says, don't mind old Penelope, she's about as old as I am and twice as slow. Uh, And he shows you inside, brings you to a large table... ...where there's one place setting uh, and a dwindling fire in the fireplace... He says, throw another log in there and I'll grab some plates. You know, Whittle Karloff brings me venison stew every Friday, enough to feed me for a whole week. I tell her I wasn't interested, but the stew is mighty good. (laughs) And he goes off and starts rummaging around in his kitchen area and comes back with some plates and sits sits, uh, plates down on the table. And you guys can have a seat, eat up. (laughs) <laughs> Elrond okay. keeps giving me Suspicious looks <clears throat> hmm.
0: I don't know He seems
3: nice So where do you fit yeah, in this whole <laughs> Where do you fit in this whole Bore Why Where do you come from Is this is your home always or
1: Yes I was, I was Born here Ugly stump I'm sure as you flew in, you could see where it gets the name. This whole butte looks like one giant, ugly stump in the otherwise flat plain. So what do the residents call themselves? Ugly stumpians. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) He's like, yes, I've been here my whole life. Uh, My wife was born here as well.
0: Hmm. That, That is nice. Yeah.
1: So he said he's been mayor for you know twenty years uh, keeps getting elected and he's got nothing better to do, so he he does his best and and he explains that he was he was kind of the you know interface between the townspeople and the queen's army, so he said that he You know, he worked all that out, made sure there were no disagreements, that everyone was happy. Uh, You know, it's quite a thing to have a you know huge army encamped just below your town. Um, So it was quite trying for for some folk. You know, the food and everything, the supplies they needed, it was took a lot. But we're all on the queen's side. We're good queen's folk here. That is good
0: to know.
1: Uh you guys just don't seem to trust anybody I throw oh, at you. Well, anymore. Kind yeah. of hard to I don't know why. <laughs> but I figure I'm
2: still out with the Pegasi. When it's, it's
3: quiet,
1: that means I'm eating. Yeah, okay. So you're <laughs> eating up. I'm a
3: halfling after all. Okay. This is third dinner.
1: Yeah. So he's he's eating the stew as well and he's he's talking. Uh, um I don't know if you guys share anything. With this him. has
3: carrots in it. This is
1: I like Good. carrots in my venison yeah. stew. Yeah.
0: Well, so how long ago did the army depart?
1: I suppose it was two, almost three days now.
0: Ah, okay. Well, yes, then we should be able to catch up with them fairly easily yes. tomorrow.
1: Um, I would, I would think so. I don't know quite how fast those mounts of yours can go, but you know, I, I, I believe that you should be able to at least spot them and and catch up to them before before faster there's any battle the,
4: faster than the infantry can go.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen the Pegasus before?
1: I never. No, I've, of course read read stories about them, but no, I never never seen one. Quite quite impressive.
0: Did did you have a chance to pet one's nose? No. They're very soft. After dinner I will take you and and we will ask one if they if you can touch its nose.
1: Oh, I, I would like that. Thank you, young lady. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'll eventually come in. <laughs> eventually come in. You see the stew. Everything's set out for you to oh, eat. I hunger. Come, sit. Sit, young man. You're a strapping lad like you. You need you need food.
2: Yeah, I'll finish up with left.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: that is is food for the whole week and you just ate it all?
1: Oh, he's he's fine. He gets...
4: <laughs> and I'll be sitting in the corner eating my stew by myself.
1: He's quite a catch with all the widows in town. Oh, and so, sure. Yeah. Um... So, you guys are eating up. Uh, he's, he tells you that he... I hosted dinner just before they, they left. Lord Skellet himself came and sat at this very table. You know, him and that uh, that uh, Red Wolf fellow. I uh, can't remember. Rolf Doggett, I believe it was. Okay, we have a new target. Target acquired. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
4: Rolf Doggett. Tell us about him.
1: Ah, seemed like a strange fellow. Nice enough, I'd say. I just had a weird feeling about him. Sort of gave me the creeps. Seemed like every time Lord Skellard would say something, and the the other man, Rolf, uh, he would give a strange look at him. You know, sort of a smirk, or a grin. I I don't know, but it it was off-putting i thought it was strange it's like he didn't think an old fool like me would notice such a thing but i did i didn't quite like the man
0: hmm that does sound very suspicious
1: yes it is possible
2: he's another traitor
1: try another traitor what what do you mean
2: uh, we probably shouldn't get into too, too much.
1: Yes, culture
0: sometimes is uh, <laughs> given to flights of fancy and just says ridiculous things, and I look at him with <laughs> ah, annoyance.
1: Well, I understand if you can't tell me. I'm just an old man after all. But well, we uh,
0: appreciate your hospitality and the insight that you have given us.
1: For the sake of your safety, it's best that you only know certain things. Understood, understood. Well... I, I won't argue with that I appreciate you thinking of me but uh, please use what you can get some rest tonight uh, we'll make sure you get off early in the morning
0: okay would you like to go see the, the pegasi yes, now? yes I right. would, thank
1: you he comes over and kind of puts his arm out so you can lock arms with him and walk you out there
4: I'm going to rifle through his stuff and see if there's any uh, you know missives from Red Thorn or anything
1: <laughs> like that <laughs> Uh nice. so you don't find anything. You do find some kind of steamy letters from <gasps> nice. widow Karloff. Uh, <laughs> but uh other than that, uh nothing nothing out of the ordinary.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll follow you back out there once I'm done eating. I'm appeased. <laughs>
1: okay. So <laughs> he, he goes out with Thora and he seems quite tickled uh to be able to touch a Pegasus and see it so close. Um and he's very thankful thora for thinking of that. You know, it's like a dream come true.
0: Mm, they are they are quite magnificent creatures. What's his horse's name again? Penelope? Penelope, yeah. So, I will also talk to Penelope. See if she has any insight into the mounts that um Rolf Dog it. Uh,
1: the horse scuttlebutt. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah
0: I, that's what I'm looking for. Is there any information?
1: Uh, she seems completely unaware of anything like that. Oh, you? okay. Yeah, they were they were only here for dinner, so they didn't even bother to stable them or anything. But uh, it oh. seemed friendly enough, I guess.
0: So, um, I will also find out from Penelope if if she's ha- if she has any needs that maybe. Um, the mayor is not aware of that I can
1: convey. Oh, that's very thoughtful. Um, no, she seems quite happy. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, he stopped trying to ride her many years ago and just kind of looks out for her, takes care of her. He's too uh, too nice to, you know, put her out to pasture or anything like that. He just keeps her around, um, but uh, she just kind of is getting, getting old and fat and that's the way she likes it.
0: All right. Well, I, w- I will let the mayor know that as well, that his horse is happy. Oh,
1: and he seems kind of surprised at, at that, that. That's quite quite a skill you have, young lady. I I appreciate that. I, I try to take care of Penelope. She was a good horse back in the day. I just can't seem to part with anything.
0: That is okay. She appreciates it.
1: Ah, good. And then he walks over and gives Penelope a good pat on the muzzle and, you know... A wistful look in his eye. Um, but yeah, so you guys can head back in. He's got a couple of rooms that he can uh, get you blankets if you need anything, set you up in. You've got your own stuff. So you guys.
2: That sounds nice. I'll down for the night. I'll probably sleep in the stables.
0: Okay. That does not seem like a good idea.
2: Uh, I think
0: we should stick together.
2: These pegasi are critical to our success right now.
4: That's a fair point.
0: But I also (laughs) think that they can um, probably take care of themselves.
1: Mm,
2: I just would rather be close
1: to them. (sighs) Okay. Okay. So you're going to sleep out there? Yeah. That's fine. There's plenty of hay. You'll be nice and comfy and cozy. I'll
4: do my trance out there too.
1: Okay. Two of you out there, Mm -hmm. two inside. Oh yeah, I'm snuggled in if there's a dog, it's in bed with me and I'm <laughs> Getting as warm as I can okay, so you uh go through the night and nothing happens um you hear the old guy snoring, you know occasionally waking up now and then you know it's it's not a huge place um but uh he uh he's he's up and at him like right away bright and early in the next day, and he's uh working on some. Some breakfast for you, so he's got some eggs, he's got some bacon, he's whipping it up. Uh, this is first breakfast, first breakfast, yep. Got
4: any potatoes?
1: Potatoes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> call show, you're you're roused by the smells coming from the from the house. Um, you know, you can you can smell the bacon uh, cooking up, so you guys get a good breakfast in.
2: Yes. Okay. Make sure, make sure the animals are ready. Got their strength, also.
1: Okay. The animals seem fine. They seem eager to go, prancing around, stretching their wings as much as they can in the small courtyard. Um, and the old man is—he's there, and he's, hes like, I'm so happy to have company. I'm—I hope you have safe travels. Take care of yourselves. I hope whatever you information you bring to to the army and Lord Skelet, he seemed like a. Fine young man. I, I hope it helps. We'll be here if you need anything. This whole town is. We're all good Queen's folk. Just remember.
2: Well, if we could pass back through when this is over, we shall.
1: Good. I would appreciate that. I would like to see you again. Take care. Don't break too
4: many hearts.
1: <laughs> uh, I can't make any promises there, young man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he kind of totters over to the edge of the courtyard and he's standing there leaning against uh, the house and he's waving at you, smiling, this big toothy grin. Um, and you guys fly off. It's
2: come, white star.
1: <laughs> and uh, you can see now very clearly uh, this space that the army must have occupied uh, at the base of this uh, butte. Um, a lot of churned up earth, some... Some clear trails, but lots of dead grass. Uh, and uh, you can see where they marched off, too, um, heading sort of southwest. And uh, as you fly, you come to a large hill covered by an enormous tree, easily the largest you've ever seen. Uh, and the whole hill is encircled by standing stones. And you can see the army's path, and, and they gave a, a, the hill and the Standing Stones' a wide berth. Um, but the trail goes around the hill and eventually meets up with the caravan road. Not long after that, you pass over another smallish city, huddled against uh, a protected bay and surrounded by dark stone walls. You assume this must be frog spit. As you fly on, you see, a, towards nightfall, you see a fork in the caravan route. And a much smaller trail leads up a steep ridge along the coast where a tiny cluster of buildings sits on a cliff overlooking the sea, where the main trail heads inland a ways before turning to the southwest. Beyond that bend, you see the land slope upwards. A long ridge runs several miles perpendicular to the caravan route, ending just before the tiny village below. In the distance, you can make out a faint glow outlining the ridge perhaps from fires.
3: More than likely, this town could probably be high frost. Uh, yeah. And this is the camp. He said that we'd probably meet them outside there. So I'm guessing this is, if we fly, maybe do a fly over and
1: lower, we can see some soldiers. Okay. You're doing a fly over the ridge. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you see a large encampment below. Hundreds and hundreds of tents hug the ridge with horse pickets evenly spaced along the backside of the camp and a deep trench with sharpened stakes uh, outlining the front of the camp. Campfires light up the scene below where thousands of men huddle around stew pots. Pennants from all the great northern houses flutter over the tents. But a central tent larger than the rest features two flags that you instantly recognize, Both blue, one with a golden trident, the other with a golden fist.
2: Well, whoever spots it, I'm sure we can point it out and circle down there.
1: Okay. So you land uh, by this tent as close as you can get, um, which causes all kinds of chaos. Men run shouting, waving spears, staring angrily at you. Uh, Eventually, the tent flap to this main tent flies open and out walks a very tired-looking Skellid Stormbreak. He looks at you, at first angrily, uh, but his anger quickly turns to surprise as he, as recognition dawns on him. He shouts a few quick orders and the men slowly put down their spears. Um, they come, Skellid comes and gestures to you to, you know, dismount. Yeah, we do so. Okay. Lord Skellid. I'm surprised to see you here. I'm glad that you are here, though. We need all the help we can get.
2: We have urgent news that we must give
1: to you in private. Urgent news. Well, please, by all means, then, um, come inside. Um, But before you go, uh, your mount, Alaron, your pegasus, nudges you, almost knocks you over, and then bites onto your cloak kind of jerks you back around. Um, it lifts one of its mighty wings and gestures uh, towards it with its head, kind of, you know, pointing back with its head towards this wing. I will look in the wing. Okay. Is there something there? You look under the wing, and and for the first time, you now see a small leather strap that's attached, uh, kind of hidden in the feathers. Um, and... Uh, there's some kind of bundle um, attached to this leather strap.
4: I'll unstrap it. On All right.
1: Inside. So, you see, it's actually two things. One of them is kind of like a rod of some sort, the strange spiral handle. It's almost iridescent white, kind of rainbowy looking.
4: Like a unicorn horn,
1: <laughs> exactly like exactly a unicorn like horn. Unicorn horn. <laughs> and uh, so there's a, a note attached to it, in another smaller bundle. Okay, I read the note first. It says, "Aluron, thanks for bringing us. <laughs> wow, the it's es- a loud note. <laughs> <laughs> it's in all caps. <laughs> uh, our thanks for bringing us the oath blade and freeing us from that most burdensome bond." My winged children must return to me now, for we still have much work to do. But I wanted to give you a parting gift. Please accept this token as a replacement for the broken oath blade. It is the horn of my most fearsome offspring, (laughs) Pertegathon, who died fighting (laughs) Elzig's vile warlock guardians. Purdy would be heartened to know that his horn was still slaying the Mad King's minions so many years later. Be well, youngling, and give mother my love. P.S. Lord Oberon would like his young scion to know that her role did not go unnoticed. He is happy to see that his bloodline on the material plane has proven so vigorous. The gift in the pouch is for her. Okay. And this is all in Unicorn? (laughs) It is all in Unicorn. (laughs) All in Unicorn. (laughs) Uh, Which I suppose you can speak now, Elrond, right? That was one of the benefits. I can speak? Or read unicorn. <laughs> I, I, yes, <laughs> imagine. Uh, so <clears throat> you get uh, Purdy's horn,
4: and what do I know about Purdy's
1: horn? What do I? Uh, it know? is magical. I will just tell you. Okay. uh That okay. is uh, plus one to attack. Oh. Kind of uh, is like a dagger. Uh-huh. Uh It's very sharp and pointy, um, but also gives you a plus one bonus to spell attacks. Nice. Oh, so it's like a focus?
3: Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: Cool. Um, and inside the other bundle, there is a small, looks very rustically hand-carved out of some strange stone, a statue of a little goat.
4: Well, that doesn't look very interesting, so I'll give that to Thora. <laughs> okay.
1: So you get the uh, goat statue and you can tell almost immediately that it is magical, Thora. Okay. With a mental command you can summon a small baby goat much like Ajax. But this baby goat will act as a familiar to you. So you can summon it send it away do what you will Does it
3: have all like Familiar like She can see through it Up to a okay. hundred Cool yep. So you basically Have a familiar goat Yep have a But that's not familiar, familiar. All right I <laughs> um, will
0: have to learn What all that Yeah means.
3: It's pretty, You got telepathy with it Up to a hundred feet Yeah You can communicate with it
0: I can do that already <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, can hug it. you can see through it. You I, can can it. Yeah, you can I can hug can it. Yeah, it. Call it Ajax. You can yeah. see through it too. You can see
1: and sense what it. If you were to send it like a hundred feet away, and, and you see on the bottom, it actually has Ajax carved in the, the bottom Aww. of it. <laughs> so a gilt goat, gilt <laughs> goat. goat, in a purdy in <laughs> a knife, and a purdy knife, purdy knife.
3: That knife sure does look purty. Sure, purdy.
1: <laughs> So, uh, Skelet beckons you after, after that exchange with the Pegasi, um, who quickly prance off and, and leap into the sky and fly away. We wave them off. Um, thanks for the ride. Thank you. Uh,
0: Don't forget the ride.
1: <laughs> your frequent flyer miles are in the mail. Uh, the Skelet turns to you and says, You know, come, friends, let's get you warm. And he ducks through the tent flap.
4: We need to confer with you in private immediately.
1: Okay. So, so we, you yeah. you guys follow him through the tent flap. Uh, and it's as if you stumbled into a pool of warm light. Braziers and sconces chase out every shadow while thick canvas and heavy furs retain their warmth. A large table sits to one side of the center pole, and its surface is covered with maps and colored stones. You see Skellid's friend, the, framed Hubric, the famed Hubrick Velmorning, examining one of the maps. He looks up and smiles warmly at you. Uh, he rises from the table and embraces each of you as you enter. Uh, especially Elrond, extra long hug there. Uh, I really don't <laughs> hug. <laughs> Wait, what, what is
0: his name? Hubrick von what?
1: Velmorning. Oh,
0: Velmorning.
1: Uh he turns to Skelet and says, "I'll give you some privacy, my lord and he gives you all a quick bow before ducking out of the tent. Uh, Skelet gestures for you to be seated. Come,
2: tell me what's new We bring we bring grim tidings
1: mm, uh, that is never good
0: N- no, no, this is it's particularly name. bad <laughs> uh,
1: well, please, please tell me, tell me what you know.
2: Redthorn was a traitor. You cannot trust any of the Red Wolves. The Red Thorn. He attempted to kill us and left us for dead, and then he made a move on the Queen and nearly killed her, but we intervened in
1: time. My gods, I I never liked the man, but I never suspected he'd be a traitor.
2: Yeah, well, neither did we. Since episode one. <laughs>
1: Uh, so he's he looks a, little, a bit shell shocked at that news. He's like, we have a, a thousand red wolves in our army. I I don't know how we would sort that all that out. But most of them can't be traitors. I mean, uh, many of them joined after we went to old home. He couldn't have had that much luck recruiting a vile scum like himself.
2: No, I think we should assume most of them are fine, but there's got to be some in the midst.
4: Probably a in... specific
2: concern about Rolf Doggett.
1: Rolf? Yes. That man puts me on edge. He uh, he wanted me to go with him on a scouting mission earlier today. <laughs> and uh, Kursk Londell volunteered and, and demanded that uh, that was no fit place for the Army's commander. So he he went with Rolf... And a half a dozen other men rode off that morning.
3: He more likely does not know that Red Thorn is dead. No. We should probably use that to our advantage. More likely he Mm -hmm. is here to um, see that
1: Red Thorn's commands go forward. Yes, we must also assume that Red Thorn was planning to join us here maybe take over so i don't know what rolf is capable of what his orders would be should he not appear i'm sure we could probably make it look like he appears
3: precisely hmm interesting oh, that's clever
1: yes very clever
3: i would say that that would probably
1: benefit us quite a bit well let's let's think about that um I know Kursk and Rolf were supposed to return at first light, so until then, we just sit tight, I suppose. I'll see that some food is brought in for you. You can rest here if you wish.
4: I think as Redthorn, I should make my presence known in camp.
3: Very good.
0: Oh, you're going to be Redthorn? Well,
3: Well, you can. I can't be that big. No. Either you or me.
0: Well, it could, it could be. Uh, Would
4: you trust Cole Show to the deception? No, I
0: guess that is <laughs> I guess that is true.
3: It such a quick one yeah. argument. Wow. Just are saying. You, I appreciate
2: <laughs> the votes
0: of confidence and
3: all. Hey, everybody, I'm Redthorn. <laughs> deception is. You must not die now. A, <laughs> you must die now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: So, it, if, if you are Redthorn, who are the rest of us going to be? Are we just going to be in hiding? Is that.
3: Well, people saw us come into the camp. Yeah, we missed that opportunity. Fortunately, it was dark, so perhaps we can... Yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Yeah, persuade that because if any of them saw, then all of a sudden if we're different, that might be there. I think we should be ourselves because maybe he... I don't know if he knows that we are dead or not, Ralph. I don't know how much he knows. And we don't know if, you know, yeah. But if we just maybe out of sight and let Red Thorn... I'm quote, just going to go
4: greet some soldiers, not have too many conversations, but, you know, be seen, make my way through camp. You should know nothing about him
3: now, being with him this period mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. and what he had on him.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a good plan.
2: I mean, I could dress up like a, well.
0: No, you cannot dress up like anybody. It would have to be like a full on disguise. You can't just dress up. You're too well-known, Paul
3: Show. We'll stay inside here. No, I'll wait. use this
4: guy's self and, uh, you know, just make my way through camp, usually looking like I'm in a rush, um, but greeting people as I pass by uh, just to make sure that enough people see me.
1: Okay.
0: But does that cause more problems in the long run? And the, well, then, then it's like, oh, but no, it's not Red Thorn. Red dead. Ha, ha ha. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's to get anyone to, I guess, to try to get some of these... Untrusted or these traitor mm-hmm. Red Wolves to, to trust you a little bit so it makes it a little bit more believable when Rolf
4: yeah. comes forward. It's, it's Rolf I want to prepare for that his guard is a little bit down. Okay.
1: Well, I did not account for this excellent plan, so let's see where this all goes. Um, you guys rest up. You make your rounds through camp posing as Red Thorn. Uh, as you go through, you see, you know, quite a few of the red wolves. They they, you know, kind of perk up when you walk by and they wave or shout their greetings to you. And you they don't salute, nod, and do whatever.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll salute or do whatever, whatever formality we
1: have. Yeah, feels appropriate. So Sign. It's a pretty. Pretty uh, loose band oh, of uh, it's
0: just like
1: peace sign. They do like yeah. no, yeah, it's more sign. like a wolf, like <laughs> finger guns, <laughs> finger guns, exploding fists, and you got that. Uh, but I
4: don't get too close to them because I don't want to engage in conversation.
1: Yeah, yep, you are looking purposeful. So yes. I'll say you make make the rounds, and, and you definitely get noticed by at least uh, a couple dozen red wolves. Um, and I
4: figure the other soldiers probably know of me,
1: of yeah. Redthorn, so... Yeah, so word'll, word will spread in the camp. Um, and uh, and you uh, return back to the tent. Assume you get rested up and fed like the others. Yep. Okay. So Skelet is still, you know, trying to refine this plan, and, you know, we, we have to convince <clears throat> Rolf that... Uh, you know, Redthorn is here, and let him lower his guard, and then...
4: And that we've been pulled into Redthorn's plot, that he's coerced us into his service. There you go. He turned us.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Are you going to pose as Redthorn uh, when Rolf returns? Maybe I don't
4: know. I, I feel more I nervous about that. What
3: I was thinking about with Redthorn, I realized the conversation, but you sound you can sound like him too. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, what I would say is that to get information of those like Redthorn knows he knows that, that there are people and try to out those people. That's what the, so basically gra- gather the. Traders mm-hmm. and meet us here and say we're going on a, you know, I grabbed this certain, platoon That's and we're going to go on a search or something. That's a good plan. And that way we can kind of pull them out and we can label them already with, all at once. That's the, the only re- thing I would think of to remain is Redthorn because he would trust you at that point. And then they, basically we have all of them grouped and the rest of the mill who's there and then when they come back, <laughs> they can put them under arrest or I don't know. I'm guessing they're a minority in this group.
4: What do you two think?
2: <sighs> so I, I'm not sure. I I'm actually really wanting just to be by Skellid, like to be his personal bodyguard. Because he's the real he's the leader of the force, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the overall commander yeah. now, especially so, with Red Thorn out of the picture. I mean, if it would make sense that if we were alive, we would be with Skellid.
2: Yeah, I'm just thinking that if they were going to try to cause a big problem when the battle began, they'd want to assassinate him. hmm So I think guarding yeah, him... That's
3: very good.
4: I mean, we could just, you know, ambush Doggett when he comes back in, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, except we don't know that Doggett's bad.
0: No, but we have a strong suspicion. But if you pretended to be Red Thorn mm-hmm. and just made a very simple and said, "You know, there, there's something we must discuss. Gather those loyal, and mm-hmm. then, right, okay.
3: Then so we've outed them, and we've labeled them. And I mean, and we'll give Jerry and the it, big
4: battle he wants.
3: And if <laughs> if if he sees us, he I don't know how, but he would assume that we are with Skellid. We've been sent by the queen from Skellid, or maybe we could act like the queen is, we're sending messages, the queen has been kidnapped or perished.
0: I do not want to introduce that to the army. That just seems no.
3: like. A- what if he, no, but no, no, not him, but what if if he asks, like, what is the queen? Because would he know that the queen, he went to go kill the queen? We'll say
4: the queen has been taken care of. Yeah. Yeah,
3: there you go just kind of very simple okay so what kind of level of command you would have over him
2: i mean i think thora might be just that it might be a great idea though what if if you could set up a meeting like meet us in such and such tent like you Mm -hmm. and then the rest of us are waiting in the tent maybe maybe with skellid
1: and like as a prisoner
2: no like as they come in and
4: I don't think we want skeleton anywhere near this battle. No, I don't don't either.
0: And I also think that I I want to get some information before we engage them in battle. So, you know, get them all together. And then then, uh, Alaron as Redthorn says, first, I need a report. Correct. First, you must report. And then I will, you
2: know. Well, maybe the rest of us can be in like... Can you invisible us? So I think Skelet needs
4: <laughs> to uh, order his underlings to set up a tent for Lord Redthorn.
0: That is a good plan.
3: Mm, okay, I deserve my I own tent. I could also, um, I have I'm familiar, so I could create like a spider or something and wa- watch him everything, and we could be nearby just in case. Oh yeah, you should be.
4: Yeah, you better ne- be nearby. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> well, and then I you mean, could be with Skelet. You know, what I mean, if we could be with Skelet, that way we can, I can watch. So if I think you know, have a word where he's then we kinda kinda come in. But I don't think we want to be near this situation until we need to show up, until we need yeah. to.
2: Well that's why I was like if if uh if we could just be invisible, hiding or that. Yeah, yeah, that works too. And then you could get all the information that you can get and then we pull the mask off and be like, ha ha joke's on you. you.
1: Well and just as a reminder, uh skelet is no slouch in the battle department and uh his best bud hubrick is you know widely renowned as being one of the best swordsmen in the kingdom so um if you are willing to let hubrick in on the plan i mean he he would serve as a body i think that would make sense the thing with skelet is though he's not to be lost
3: though right who knows what could happen
2: well i mean but then if skelet sees first hand there's no question about it how many people can we can you invisible?
3: Uh, only
0: three. That's
3: all we need. That's I would say us, and they can be <clears throat> nearby. But if that's yeah, if we mm. keep
4: Hubrick nearby,
3: if they're in a tent inside this encampment, it's not going to like they're going to be able to disappear uh, on us that we know of, and that just, we know of. So so and have, Skelet, have them so, on the ready. So
2: skeleton Hubrick and his chosen. I would. Yeah, people could be in a tent nearby and Correct. listen for the sound of inevitable battle um yeah i would have them basically watching uh
4: the quote-unquote red thorn tent and whoever enters is then
3: on the list and i don't know how many we're expecting that's the thing well that's there could the be thing. too many to fit in a tent and exactly then, then what do we do that's our next yeah so if he says something like well there's too many to you know to fit in like a meeting say, well, let's go on a party or a searching party and I'll make up an excuse or something. Like okay. Well,
0: okay. Or you could just first say, what are our current numbers?
3: That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. How many loyalists do we have? All right. I think that's pretty much...
1: That's pretty well weeded out, yeah. yeah. How so, many so are yeah okay to our... Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a red thorn tent mm-hmm. um, and... Word has spread throughout camp that Redthorn is here, mm-hmm. and at first light, um, you expect Rolf to appear, and um, you guys are going to be, Elrond's going to be posing as Redthorn mm-hmm. in the tent. Yes. And the three of you are going to be invisible. Correct. He's and- going to get a report from him
3: mm-hmm. with numbers, and then I guess then it's Elrond's move to to tell them to get gather all the loyalists and... Uh, we need to go over some, um, you know, I, I've maybe changed some ideas or we got to mm-hmm. go over our next yeah. steps.
1: Okay, so um, let's see. R- Skellid is going to pull in uh, Hubrick, let him know. Yep. Uh, the two of them, um, they they want the other two captains involved as well. So they're going to have Skellid, uh, Tyrosa Dane, another one of his captains, Bell Morning, Bellamore Fortrain, and Kursk, uh, his other captain, is out with Rolf. Um, okay. But the others are going to be in the tent as well, ready to pounce um, and trying to listen in as best they can. So you guys rest up, you got the plan set, some men are setting up a tent for, for Thorn. That's all they've been told. Um
2: should probably just say that... I'm sorry, the guy that's out with them right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, just because we've seen this repeatedly, he might not be the guy that comes back. Yeah. It's true. They've done a lot of uh, magic impersonations.
3: Yeah. And to your point is, if they think something's up, they can do some things to know if you are not you. Mm -hmm. So, Um, but we'll be watching, we'll be in that room watching. So it's just keep your distance. And I mean, you're, you're wise enough and smart enough to know what you're doing. Keep the tent dark. Yeah.
2: You know, as I say that uh, kind of us to the side, do we have a way of telling if somebody is who we think they are? To touch Uh, magic.
3: um, It's a wisdom. If you were to touch them, because there's a, sometimes if they're different size, you would, it would go through that, like if i was to slap you on the back it would go through that so if he's smaller if red thorn's bigger if no, i'm were... just like
2: i'm suddenly like to like should we go like give uh, skeleton a nice big hug like i don't know like this could be really bad like we if they're planning oh, on you, like, you, really wrecking this like
1: like skeleton is already compromised yeah,
2: like uh yeah like an invasion of the body snatchers yeah
3: here. that's a good point it's a very good point I mean, you can only do so much insight, but if they're persuasive or mm-hmm.
1: if they have kind of...
2: So, I mean, we've just now spent a lot of time talking to him. I, I, could we, like... Sense motive?
1: Yeah. yeah. Insight. insight anyway. Roll.
2: That's not my specialty. They could all be swapped out. I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> um, I've got a 19.
3: Yeah. Okay. I got a four.
2: Nine. He's definitely scaled 19 as well.
1: 19? <laughs> two 19s. Did, mm-hmm. did you... Uh, oh, uh,
0: Ooh. Oh, that's a 20.
1: Nice. Nice. So uh, from what you can tell, this is definitely uh, the same person that you, you know, met before. He seems kind of, you know, like he has this sort of haughty manner about him, like an aristocrat, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, deep down, he's, he's a pretty straight shooter. Um, and he seemed truly shell-shocked by the news And, uh, you know, seems very invested in this plan of yours. Uh, He seems very concerned about Kursk. Um, And, you know, I think Rolf's uh, insistence that he go along makes him doubly worried that, you know, there's something nefarious. A good point, though, Kulshawa. We need to be a little more paranoid from now on, right? (laughs) Right.
2: So when this Kursk comes back, I would say he needs to be kind of isolated until we can make sure it's him. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good point.
1: So you guys are all set up. It's getting close to dawn. You've had a a rest. um, And uh, uh, Hubrick and the others and Skellid, they head out to the smaller tent that's been set up close to Redthorn's
4: tent. I'm going to set up. I want a desk in there so I can be sitting behind the desk as he enters um, with a chair facing it. I want to slit the tent behind me in case I need to dip out.
3: All right. I will set a little, my little, little role in my mockingbird right outside our tent. And so they'll, he will go in into their tent. If there's trouble,
1: I'll send him a, as a messenger. All right. So some time passes. Uh, dawn uh, happens. Um the camp is quiet, but you can you can start to hear the stirrings of the soldiers as they wake, uh, and people start cooking and you know getting up and stretching and uh, doing all the stuff that people do in the beginning of the day, and uh, and suddenly you hear uh, hoofbeats um, coming in very quickly towards this center part of the camp. Uh, you hear some shouts as people are you know presumably jumping out of the way uh, and uh, a horse comes pulling up to this center tent and um, you hear um, uh, suddenly uh, and I'm gonna roll for this okay so works out in your favor Um, you hear uh, suddenly the Hubrick's voice and says uh, um, Hubrick says uh, pardon me, uh, Mr. Doggett. Uh, Skellet is indisposed at the moment, uh, but your commander, Redthorn, he arrived in the night. Uh, he wishes to see you first thing, and then I will rouse Skellet, and you can report to him. Uh, where's the rest of your group? Uh, you hear something, Rolf mutters something, you know, a deep voice, and uh, you hear... Uh, some kind of exclamation from from Hubrick but you can't quite make it out and all of a sudden you hear squelching boot you know footsteps um the tent flat flies open and in walks a very large imposing figure um and he looks at you kind of squints in the darkness and he's like Lord Redthorn."
4: We don't have much time. Report. What have you accomplished?
1: Uh, He looks sort of around the room, around the tent warily, and he kind of peeks back out, doesn't see anybody outside, and, and he's like, I'm sorry, my lord. I tried to get the commander to leave with me on a scouting mission, but that fool Kursk demanded that he go instead. Uh, So, Kursk has been taken care of. That should hurt them substantially. How goes things with the Queen?
4: The Queen is taken care of, but we have a new set of problems. As you might have heard, her heroes are here.
1: Her heroes are here?
4: Apparently they slipped my grasp. How? I don't know. But we need to gather the loyalists and attack them.
1: Loyalists? What do you mean...
4: Gather all those that are loyal to us, all your men.
1: He looks kind of confused, and he, he's like, all oh, the men were with you, the queen. I don't understand. Did they come with you?
4: And you've gathered no assets?
1: No, these are all the new recruits came with us. I don't so understand. So what have
4: you been doing this whole time?
1: I didn't know that that was part of my charge, my lord. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it's you and I and, and the others. Uh, it's the only ones that I, I knew about, but I, I didn't know I was supposed to be recruiting. I I don't know how I could. All these men were fired up to be part of the Queen's army and part of the, the great vanguard that was going to take the kingdom back. I, I, I didn't think there was a chance we could convince any of them to join our cause. <sighs> Thought I was here just to frustrate things and try to take out Skelet if I could.
3: Can I check insight. Sure, go for it.
1: That's uh, a eighteen. Okay, so he he feels like he's he he's definitely seems confused and he definitely seems like he uh, is uh, apologetic, like he missed something. He kind of sincere genuine. About his yeah failure yep confused definitely
2: well this is going to make it easier right yeah i'm going to just quietly step in front of the tent flap so he can't rush out it okay
1: so rolf is there and he believes that you are redthorn and he's like what what do we do next do we do we try to take out Skelet, or do we do something else Uh, The heroes, that's that's terrible news. Uh,
4: My concern is the heroes will be protecting Skillet.
1: Yes, yes, they've confounded so many of your plans before. I I mean, apologies, my lord, I I didn't mean it that way. Uh, But, you know, they are troublesome.
4: Please, have a seat, I apologize for castigating you. These times are tense. We are so close to the end game.
1: Yes, yes, we are. I think we've done much. I don't see how this army stands very long against that that Scornsby has amassed. I'm going to leave the tent and go get Skellet or tell him what's happening. Okay, so roll me a stealth. Okay, just you know, it's tight quarters here, and you gotta. Um, it's a nineteen. Yeah. So, you manage to sneak out and uh, you uh, end up in Skelet's tent, and Hubrick's back in there with the other captains. And
3: to say, yeah.
1: oh, I'm telling him
3: that basically that, that uh, he, um, Ralph Daga is saying that he's the only one and he's not being able to. He seemed quite surprised that he was supposed to be recruiting. recruiting. Yeah. So, I think it's just him. So, I don't know if you want to go. In there and act, you know, like nothing's that they're like you caught them talking or not. But uh, that's just the information I'm holding. I don't think we're in any danger, but uh, I'm going to go back. Okay.
1: Skellid tells you that. um... I'm still invisible. I'm not. Oh, Okay. (laughs) So, I'll just you know, yeah,
3: rub his back and creepy say, little happy
1: <laughs> <laughs> the back of his thigh. Yeah. Hey. Oh, geez, oh, no. oh my gosh. So here's what's going on. <laughs> okay, so you head back uh, uh, over to the other tent. Uh, mm-hmm. Managed to sneak back in. You can see, um, you know, uh, Rolf is just kind of mm-hmm. lounging now, and um, you know, rambling on to Alron here.
3: Would I be able to get to Alron and whisper in his ear as quickly as I told Skellid what's going
1: on so quietly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he recognizes my no. smell. Uh, yeah, you roll uh, stealth. I mean, there's lots of stuff you have to navigate around. If he's here. just kind of rambling on. Yeah, he could be. Uh, that's a 27. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So we'll say you managed to get close enough, that's and Aileron <laughs> can feel the heat, your body heat, <laughs> and suddenly your breath yeah. and tickling. I just of wanted your him to be aware. Sideburns on uh, his face. Wow. I,
4: I almost miss the voice in my head now, because <laughs> right? that's just worse. Much worse. I uh,
3: want to make sure that you know
1: Dog is talking while he's okay. You know, so he's so Alaric really has to fight. The You're urge right. to, you know, flinch away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, know. I've got a good wisdom save. It's okay.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'm just, just sneak up behind the guy with my sword, waiting for Al-Ron to s- Give us the word.
1: Okay. So uh, you you tell your news to Alaron, and he kind of, you know, gives a slight nod and starts to maybe stretch to push you away. Yeah, yeah. Time.
4: Well. I thank you, Rolf. You've been very forthcoming and very helpful. Although I think it might be to the wrong side that you've
1: been helpful. I I don't understand, my lord. What What do you mean?
2: I'll poke him in the back. Don't move.
1: And he, like, you see like, him, just like,
2: just enough to probably draw a bit of blood <laughs> okay. with the long, with my sword.
1: Uh, and you see him stiffen in in the seat, and he's like, "What?" What is this? What is the meaning of this? Well, I think
4: I told you that the Queen's heroes were present in camp, didn't I?
1: We're so troublesome. And then he's like looking around, you know, hears the voice come from behind him and he's like, he's like, oh no, my God, what has happened? What have you done with my Lord Redthorn?" Oh, let's say the
2: snake met his end, much like you will. I believe we're going to have to turn you over to though, for punishment.
1: And at that moment, Skellid and Hubrick and Tyrosa um, come charging into the tent, and uh, Skelet's just kind of like has this rueful smile on his face, and he's just shaking his head.
2: I'm gonna reach up and take his sword.
1: Okay, so he he totally just offers no resistance. He starts to slowly raise his hands and puts his head down. He's like. I did what I could I'm afraid you've lost Kursk at least and there's no way there is no way you'll be able to defeat Scornsby's army there's thousands and thousands of them you'll never be able to defeat them so do what you will well he
2: won't be getting any reinforcements from uh, the fort
1: what, what do you mean there's no way he could have Stop them! <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of creepy, too. And you'd be wrong. Curse you! Curse you all!
0: Okay.
2: So,
1: ooh, he Spits on the ground. So I think we'll uh, probably
2: tie him up then. Okay. And hand him over to skeleton.
1: You see Hubrick and Tyrosa come over and tie him up, none too gently. I assume um, there's
2: a noose waiting for you somewhere.
1: And uh, I think
2: there's a many weeks of interrogation
4: before that Col show,
1: so uh, they they lead him out, um, and Skellid thanks you. And uh, he said, "We must do something about Kursk. If he's truly captured it means they probably know all of our plans. Either we try to rescue him or we need to replace him."
0: Oh, you think he was captured? I guess I just assumed they killed him. Yeah, yeah. I did
4: too.
1: I uh, <clears throat> well, have I to guess, assume the worst. That yeah. They are now extracting information from him.
3: Yeah, I guess he'll tell him, won't they? He, he, they'll make sure that they, they find out the truth, what happened to
1: him.
2: Uh, yeah, I suppose, see if you can find out from...
1: Ralph will sing like a little bird. Like a little bird, hopefully. But yes... But now you know that most of the red wolves here are, you know, That's good. okay. That's good. Uh, okay, N- none, uh, no other traitors that you can worry about. You just need to find them new, new leadership, I guess. Always well, we save some time, ourselves some time,
3: <laughs> instead of going
1: individually. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> one by one. Are you a trader? Are you a trader?
4: <laughs> Insight check. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Insight check. <laughs> Up, all <Keep> good.
1: Uh, no, that worked out really well. I had no idea. Um, I had this whole thing planned where you would, you know, ride off and, and confront Rolf, you know, and try to save Kursk or something, you know, and, and you guys came up with this whole plan to wait for Rolf to return and
2: deception.
1: Yeah. That mind was trap. Well yeah. played. Um, but I, Stuck with the idea That's that a lot of experience points, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot, yeah, like that was the most in depth planning discussion that that you guys ever had. Yeah, it was. Well, we'll make sure everybody's on
3: the same page, yeah, everybody had good it's points good.
1: to bring up and stuff. It's important, involved skellid and yeah. all of his captains. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was pretty cool. So, well done, nice, um, we're a good team. You are a good team. Oh. Uh, so you've eliminated uh, the last traitor that you know about. Um, and uh, Skelet has total control of the the army. And uh, we'll have to see where that all goes next time. All cool. right. In yeah. the
0: interim, I would like to set up some counseling sessions for those that are... Um, uh, feeling, you know, <laughs> displaced by the loss of uh, their leader, Redthorn.
1: Yeah, feeling yeah. a little bit betrayed. Yeah. yeah. You're going to use your therapy goat?
0: Yeah, we'll bust out the new so, therapy
3: goat. A new name or not?
0: I don't know. I have to think about okay. this. It.
3: Yeah. It's
1: very good. We could have a new name Ajax 2. <laughs> <laughs> Ajaxer. Uh, well, thank you, guys. Good job. That was well played, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Right.